after that very Ron Swanson ending to the last episode, we're going to come back with our third and final episode talking about uh, the community in Christ. Specifically, we've been talking about loneliness and the first episode was talking about like the ripple effect about what causes loneliness, who's more likely to be lonely, what can make people be lonely. Then in the second episode with Rob, we talked about technology and how you know technology can really um, affect how lonely you are, especially like during COVID and churches all shutting down is how lonely everyone was in 2020 and then technology kind of helping with that but also making it worse as we emerge from covid and so now we're going to bring it all for a full circle we're going to all come together and kind of come together and talk about if the church i'm going to have two questions here specifically i think to talk about if the church can combat it and maybe if it is the church's job to combat it uh specifically like we talked about um well, let me kind of talk about how, like, churches were shutting down, right? And then with COVID and with technology and all that, like, we all kind of felt lonely then. But, like, did the church combat it then? And can we continue to combat it? That kind of thing. Uh, Colin's still here. So, Colin, if you ever want to talk about loneliness, you know, feel free to toot some horns over there or something. Excellent word choice. Thank you. <laughs> I am an honor student who just wrote a thesis about DSF. So, <laughs> I do have some words that I know now. Um, like two, two indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of feel like oh, I'll talk about the church combating loneliness. I feel like it's like I don't know how, the best way to describe it. I feel like it's if they want it to, like right. if if I'm a churchgoer, I'm going to feel lonely if I don't reach out to people. Right. Yeah. I'm going to feel lonely if I don't text people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like it's great for you to reach out to someone else. Like if if I know Jalen's feeling lonely. I'll reach out to him. But also, like, Jalen also needs to reach out to people if he's feeling lonely. You know, it's, it's a two sides of the coin. Two-way right? street, yeah. Two-way street. Yeah. I think that not only can the church help with loneliness, I think that's a viable mission strategy. Because, you know, it's not just us that's lonely in the church. I feel like lots of people are lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we provide a good community, I feel like a lot of people would come in and experience the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And I think um, looking at non-believers that are lonely, maybe you pitch that idea, hey, we have a community here. Uh, And they go for community. They go for friends. They go to build relationships. They don't, not necessarily for the gospel or for Jesus. But then like Rob just mentioned, they discover that because Mm -hmm. they're they're with these believers. And um, when you're with a group of believers, it's almost hard not to experience Jesus. So I think that's a good, that's a good mission. That's a good pitch to them. Uh, like I said, especially nowadays, and we've talked, loneliness has never been more prevalent. So that, that'd that be a good way to pitch it to the the 18 to 24 range, like I mentioned in the first episode. Um, I think like 75% is what I said uh, are experiencing loneliness. So that's those are just a couple of my thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting because Barrow kind of talked about like the gospel of non-believers, so I totally agree with, but I also feel like if I'm a non-believer and I'm feeling lonely and someone came out to me, and was like, there's a heavenly being who you can't see that's going to uh-huh. be there for you. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm a non-believer and someone comes to me like that, I'm going to be like, bullcrap there is. Well, because I'm feeling yeah. so lonely right now. Like, obvious, like as Christians, obviously, you know, we believe in God. And we believe that he's there for everybody. And he's all loving, all knowing, all caring, etc., etc., etc. But to a non-believer, like, that doesn't mean crap to them if they, don't, if they still feel lonely that's, after coming to church. That's why you introduced Jesus later in it you invite right. them first because you don't you don't want to scare them off mm-hmm. yeah you know you have to build trust yeah you have to build trust yeah, you have to build trust 
I believe one of the guest speakers, um, Robert Suarez, did a pretty good job. He has a European, so he kept it very distinct between um, hanging out community and then religious events. Okay. So I think that could be a pretty good strategy. Yeah. He, like, you come for the mm-hmm. this community, and then later you um, you come you you can invite them to a church service. So it's, you know you don't start off weird, but you right. Know, you can you can still invite them to experience Jesus. Yeah. My uh my home church has our like mission statement, whatever you want to call it, um is just three words, just the word belong, believe, become, and the the idea behind it is for belong, like you were saying, like anyone can come to our church. You don't have to be white or black, believer or non-believer, um, tall, short, fat, small, big, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you, no matter who you are, what you've done, your past, future, present, whatever. Like, you can come to LifePoint, we'll love on you and make you feel like family. Who cares who you are, what you've done? And then the belief section is once you've found your community here and you continue to come here and grow, once you find a relationship with Christ, then you believe here. This is like your place of faith, not just of community. Mm. And that become is like next steps, like baptism, serving, um, gifts of the spirit even, if you want to go that far, since we're AG, uh, like all those kind of things. So it's like a three-step process rather than just, you know, shoving Jesus down there from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I really like the, um, the steps. It really is like one, two, three. It's laid out. Um, again, just building relationships and being there for yeah. someone who's experiencing illness, especially a non-believer. Mm-hmm. Just being present is like 50, the 50% of the battle. Yeah. It's just showing up consistently in their life to let them know, hey, yeah. I'm here for you. And then through your actions, they can see that heavenly being, God, yeah. in working through you, being there for that person. So, Because, mm-hmm. again, yeah, a lot of times I think Christians, um, they get it wrong and they do just want to shove Jesus down their throat. Which and I understand why because the um, the eternity is at stake here, but yeah. also I also think it's just using outdated evangelism tactics. That's also very true. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, very true. You could show people Jesus subtly. Mm-hmm. Now with the fire and brimstone signs at the corner of two highways with yeah. a megaphone. Yeah. If you drink a drop of alcohol, <laughs> you're going to get eaten by Satan. Yeah. By it's Satan. just that's just not how it works. No. So recap of the episode. Church can't combat it. If if you let it, it's a two two way street right there. If you don't reach out, you're not you're gonna keep feeling lonely. So reach out to other people, be welcome to be reached out to. And if it is a church's job, again, it's, it is. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. It's the consensus. All right. In the words of Ron Swanson and also our friend Rob, end of podcast, end of speech, end of assignment.